You know what's funny? I forgot to press record on my local recording device uh, at the beginning of the show. But luckily, I have the Blab audio. You're just going to experience a subtle shift in audio consistency about five and a half minutes in. No biggie. It still sounds great. I know. I'm an idiot. Hey, everyone. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast, episode 84. Thanks for joining us live for the Jock and Nerd Weekly. This episode is brought to you by... Nobody, because we Snickers. don't have any sponsors. What? Snickers. Snickers. We need to work on that. <laughs> I wish. No, you know what? It's good. Well, I don't want sponsors because that means we could do whatever we want. And what do we do? We're going to geek out with you guys uh, on Blab. This is your Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, March 4th, 2016. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hi, old listener, and welcome to the show. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And this is your Jock and Nerd Weekly, featuring the one and only Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? What's up, Anthony? What's up, Imran? What's up? Uh, uh, that's Jordan the Pies working the crazy fourth wall or whatever you want to call that thing, the fourth block. Jordan Radford is our, we have a, our very own Overwatch. She's our Felicity. She's, if you're watching live on the Blab, uh, you can see this, uh, our lovely logo. It's so crisp. They got a bunch of new gear and she is awesome. She is our B-A-B-A, our badass Blab assistant. She's almost like a producer at this point. I love it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy that she's there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we, this, we wouldn't be able to do this without her. No, I mean, it just, it's a little pop of color. It's a little bit of branding. It's right there. Uh, thanks for joining us in the blab. Uh, here's what's going to happen. We got uh, some shows to talk about. Now, there was no Flash or Arrow this week, so we only have three shows. Yay. But uh, we got a little bonus segments at the end. Oh, yeah, we're going oh, nice. yeah, to ha- have a little Deadpool talk. If you want to uh, find out about more about, take a deeper dive into Deadpool. Maybe you've just seen the movie. You want to read some of his comic books? You don't know where to start? I will guide you, listener. And then we may have the jock give us his, his insights about uh, this weekend's big fight over at UFC in Jock. Oh, UFC 196. Oh, 196. shit. I don't even know about this. I guess this there's no girls a- beating each other up in this one, so I don't know about it. Yeah, there are girls beating each other up. Oh, oh. Rudge, well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and before that, of course, we got some geek news. It's a chock full show. We got something for a jock, something for the nerd. And something if you are a jock and a nerd. Go. Like mm. our last guest on our last show. I just want to give a shout out to Andrew Gildy, who was awesome. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go check it out. It that show's been doing really well. Three. Uh, it's been doing really well. Uh, and this is to say that we love you listeners. You guys have been awesome. We got I got new iTunes reviews. We got people emailing. Andrew Gildy was a listener. He emailed us and he was on the show. And I think... Uh, beyond that, we we made a friend. We made a friend. He was like a little bit of all of us put together. So what happened after I uh, stopped talking to you guys? Did you guys hang out? Did you guys blow each other? What did you do? Well, <laughs> there was a little circle jerk. No, what? No, that was, was that on the camera? I forget. No, he, well, he didn't hang out too much longer. We just, uh, we, uh, we. Listener, I'm shaking bit. my head right now. SMH people. Yes. No, but look, he, this dude was awesome because He's a writer of a comic book called Man of Sin uh, that's uh, launched a Kickstarter. Uh, you should go check out that show 
and uh, support his Kickstarter. But he's also into UFC. He was also into The Walking Dead, and he was into hip hop. Uh, Rugs, you had a great poll that episode. Little Dicky's video. With Isn't that Snoop great? Dogg. Oh my God, Anthony, you got to watch this. This, I'm going to post, there's going to be another link. It's in the last show. There's going to be another link in the chat here. This is an amazing, hilarious video in the way of, uh, you know, our uh, Weird Al Yankovic parody of R. Kelly's Stuck in the drive, Drive-Thru. drive Yeah. It's a lot like that, only this is like a sincere, talented dude, dude. And he's just, he's like a white, he's a white Jewish guy who's using his bar mitzvah buddy uh, to get him uh, into the rap game in the song. And Snoop's there. And it's draw, it reminds me of like Saturday morning comics, cartoons. It's really good. I was really, I loved it. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, good pull rugs. So I posted that. I shared that on the Facebook. And uh, listener Chris Williams commented, I want to hear Imran cover Digital Underground again. At which point I was like, you know what? I got something for you, Chris Williams. I'm going to put a link here. I don't think I've shared this uh, with anyone yet. This is a link to a YouTube video of me five years ago at Street Fair in Chicago doing uh, karaoke Humpty Hump. Oh, fuck. Out in oh, the street. I, I feel like I have to stop the show and watch this now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look. Holy shit. There. You're huge. Yeah, I was a lot heavier. This oh, is it's Fat Imran? Oh, okay. Well, this, now this I got to see yeah, it's pre-CrossFit. It says really Kevin Smith, Imran, pre-CrossFit, Fat Imran. But, dude, I killed it. I killed it. I'm telling you. I had the crowd. Everywhere I go, I kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. All right. Well, I got to stop watching this. this, is, this oh, is I can watch this all day, but I got to turn it off. <laughs> like, there's no, no show. The show, you just brought the show to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're killing the show. Well, all right. Look, back to the show. I want to mention we have some merch people. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash shop if you ever wanted to wear our logo on anything. Lots of different uh, t-shirts, apparel, men's, women's. You can put it on a tote bag. It's lots Whoa. of fun. Go check it out. And uh, last thing, I just want to shout out. We got a birthday in the house. Ooh. I want to shout out happy birthday uh, to I'm Chicago. Still, I'm still watching this. <laughs> He's the, happy birthday, Chicago. Turns 175 years old today. Wow, they're old as fuck. Uh, Chicago yeah. is old as fuck. There's the little the, merch. The shocks in this with the shirtless. They're shirtless and they're like head bobbing to you. <laughs> I tell you, dude, I had the crowd just like Rakim. Yeah. I've moved the crowd. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Wow. I didn't think that would derail the show so much, but I'm glad you all are enjoying it. Let's get to the news. I can't wait to watch this in my private times. Oh, snap. Uh, (laughs) So you guys, uh, you know how uh, there's that graphic going around the Internet of like all the superhero movies coming out in the next four years. Yeah, and it's just make, it gives you huge like. Geek well, there's one of those you can kind of cross off the list. <laughs> okay, what's canceled? It's the one in question. It's not canceled. It's Gambit. It's Fox's Gambit, which has, ah. it was supposed to come out in October. It hasn't even started shooting yet. Uh, and I was like, this is uh, this ain't never gonna make it uh, out in October. I don't, I don't understand why they would make it a Gambit movie. Like Gambit has never been to me a solo character ever. Like what about him that makes him? What makes him so cool? He throws shit. And then it hurt. It, he, like he could make anything into like a like a, a projectile weapon. Basically, I mean, he's like it was the uh, it was the '90s X Men show that made him popular, right? It was that, that whole Cajun. He had attitude. Yeah. He was a Cajun dude, kind of a he's bad like a boy. Cajun, Cajun bad boy, playboy sort of thing going on. Charges things up and throws them at people. Yeah, that's about the extent. Uh, and, it, and it was it was also Channing Tatum being behind this that pushed it. 
I think he really uh, yeah. wanted to be Gambit, and that's that's kind of why they're doing it. Well, with the success that Fox is enjoying from Deadpool, uh, you know, I think it uh, broke six hundred million worldwide, and it's like two. 90 something domestic or something like that. Uh, yeah. it, Gambit was going to open in October, but it's not. They're moving it out of the way and they have announced two untitled Marvel projects <sighs> that are going to hit. Deadpool 3 and 4. No, well, it's October, <laughs> October 2017, January 2018. I think, I think you're close. I think it's X Force and a Deadpool sequel. I think they're making room for that. It's uh, Deadpool well, sequel for sure. And yeah, I think maybe that X Force. Well, they already announced Deadpool 2. Look, so. Yeah. So basically, they're making another two. They're, well, I think it's a great way for them to like launch another X team franchise that doesn't have to worry about like all the crazy timeline over in the other X Men movies. That's all kind of screwy now. If you also notice in the X Men Apocalypse cast, they uh, all those people that they casted are the young like Cyclops, young Storm, young Jean Grey. So they could go with that too. Yeah, uh, but and, and you know, uh, Hugh Jackman's gonna go, and the older dudes are gonna go, and eventually you're gonna need uh, new people. Um, we had a question in the chat. Uh, if somebody wants to take take that, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like he's the a pile of cum filled rags. I feel like <laughs> that's me. Yeah, rug boys. I'm a pile of cum filled rags. That's, that's how, right. <laughs> that's basically how you make rug boys. Like either, you get your, either your mom talks to a, a, a gypsy lady and gets cursed, or you just jizz into a pile of rags and oh, then you cut your wrist open and, and you, you pray to Satan and then Rugboy appears. The question was for the listener: Why is Douche the Monkey? Douche the Monkey's on, uh, I believe. What's her fucking name? Kermit and Friends. Kermit and Friends. Yeah. Kermit and Friends. Yeah, a pile of cum filled rags, and then that's was Rugboy's response. Valid. I haven't been. I haven't been on that show in a very long time. Valid question, though. Uh, but anyways, moving on. You guys see the Ghostbusters trailer? You, fan, you I like the Ghostbusters. I was always a big fan of the cartoon and the original. Yeah. And yes. I, you know, I'm and a fan of the Ghostbusters. right. And then you know, you hear about. I didn't see any of the photos. You heard about this female cast. The, a full trailer has been released. Yeah, I think it's okay. What? I'm not like I'm not doing cartwheels. Yeah, it was. It felt like it was trying to feel like the Ghostbusters. I like the way the proton packs and the tech looks, but like the jokes weren't really there. There wasn't anything really that funny or anything. I don't know. Yeah, you know? but if you think Ghostbusters, not slapsticky, really. No, that's the it's thing. It's not. It's a very cerebral kind of comedy that works on a lot of levels. That they don't make those types of movies. They can't make those types of movies anymore. This really. is, you're right. It's just like a. It's like she's slapping her in the face. There's like a lot of slime. And uh, it's a more sophisticated, uh, used to be more sophisticated comedy. A little bit. Absolutely. A little bit. I don't know. It, it, I, whatever. You're going to go I'm see gonna it? watch it. You're going to see it? Yeah. I'm not going to go to the theater to watch it. Okay. I'll, you know, I'll watch it uh, somehow, though. All right. Here's a movie that I think we will all go to the theaters that we're very excited for. Captain America, Civil War. Uh, they put out some new high-res photos. And there's also some early buzz saying some very... Interesting things I found. I was very hyped about this. Dude, it so- it makes it sound very exciting. Uh, according to, I guess the original source is uh, Devin Faraci over at Birth Moon Devin Faraci. So it's like this is an article about him, ta- about him talking to someone else about the movie. <laughs> so it's like a fourth party article. But he says that they said that this is a full sequel to The Winter Soldier. This is not Avengers 2.5. This is Captain America 3. It's all about Bucky and the Cap, which is great. That's what, that's what we're looking forward to. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
It also mentioned that Chadwick Boseman killed it, that uh, Spider-Man did very well. So uh, lots of good stuff. And that the, the last hour of the film is, or half hour is, is pretty brutal. So I mean, his exact words are, the last act plays out as an emotional horror movie because the film gives both Tony and Steve solid reasoning and because it truly makes you feel the depths of this schism. So, man, that uh, sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> I, have to, I have to mention right away, though, did you guys see the still images? Uh, yeah. I did not. Well, if you notice... We'll put a link uh, right here. If you look at the Black Widow's still image where she's running on the car... Yeah. Take a look at that. Um, I just put. I, I, I like that shot. No, I don't like that shot. Why? You know why? Because no one ever in their fucking <laughs> life has run like that. Well, but where, you, where their legs are moving and their arms are straight up and down, as if she's walking down a catwalk. But it's out of context. It could have been just that one moment. They, you know, we don't know the rest of the they, motion. They always seem to catch her in a weird uh, in uh, <laughs> in like posing uh, shots. I remember, if you remember looking at like. There's a character uh, poster from the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where she's kind of walking down a runway, but she's carrying two guns. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, too, but I can link that. They always, that uh, so they always what, would you like, ra- what would you rather see, uh, Tony? If I'm seeing her running onto a car, I don't want to see her posing like she's running. I want just someone running. Uh, she, well, look, she looks great, lo- though. She looks great. I'm just saying it's just unrealistic. You know the rule with uh, poster images and of women, you have to show their ass and their tits at the same time. <laughs> you have that, that, that shot where somehow, yeah, from behind, but they're kind of turning around so you can see the side boob. Extreme, That's like every yeah. poster with, yeah. with a girl in it. Extreme contraposto twist. That's true. Yeah. Let me see both. That's how you I think suffer. that was on the Avengers. The original Avengers poster was like that. She was like, it always. Oh, here's the thing. Here's always looks very uncomfortable though, too. Oh, I see this shot where thing. she's uh, she's almost like a she's yeah. What kind of shot is that? <laughs> uh, with her with it, she look dude. She looks great. Whatever looks shot great you put her saying, in, yeah. she looks great. That was uh, the only thing that I had to point out is that it's her. It was. I don't know how you fucking run onto a car without moving your arms, but she's doing it. <laughs> I don't. I think they nailed the hair perfectly yeah. in, in in that movie, and they keep changing her hair. We make it shorter, different colors. Now, all the time. now it's like curly. It was uh, it's straight in that other shot, and now it's now curly. it's like like wavy long. Yeah, it's wavy. They're going trying to they, show the characters. Did, where growth. did you think they used the best rugs in 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 Winter Soldier? Yeah, you like she it had pin, She had a pin straight. That's not what was in the comics for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I can't get used to it because they keep changing it. It's a very yeah. The other shot is very angelic, uh, kind of Black Widow, as Listermate says. Uh, so speaking of Deadpool, I remember we had the discussion about oh everybody's gonna make an R-rated movie now, shove everything R-rated. Well, I'll tell you one place you're not getting R-rated superheroes, people, and that's at Marvel Studios <laughs> because yep. uh, Disney's uh, chairman Bob Iger uh, pretty much came out and said we ain't doing it. We're gonna we're gonna stick to what we do, which is fine. That's good. That's actually uh, it's smart. They're leaving the R-rated stuff for Netflix. Yes, it's too much of a gamble. They got a good thing going, and that's why they have the Netflix. You can uh, do the more adult, a uh, little heavier stuff over there. It works out great for them. It'd be nice to see some nips every once in a while, though. A little, little side <laughs> boob, a little hard PG thirteen side boob. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, we saw the visions like uh, <laughs> private parts that had nothing smooth. That was yeah. Uh, was, that was pretty. The vision racy. became the vision became a Ken doll. Yeah, that was pretty racy. I was like, are they going to show his? Oh yeah, there it is. There's nothing there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to. 
Uh, moving on, our uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a little early renewal just uh, recently. I think it came out today or yesterday. We're getting a fourth season, people. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Good. That's, all, that's fine. I'm, f- I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we, they got to finish out uh, the season three that's starting up next week. And uh, they'll get another one. Cool. And th- this other thing I noticed, well, uh, this is kind of interesting, being that we are kind of on the YouTubes. The Emmy Awards are not going to consider YouTube stars eligible Ooh. for Emmy Awards. That's pretty okay. That's pretty big for online producers. But it makes a lot of sense because, really, how is it different than you know a Netflix show or a Hulu show or an Amazon show? It's just a different platform, but since the platforms have been crossing over from internet to TV, it it does kind of make sense. You think this bothers Hollywood because they have a whole union set up for actors and filmmakers and all this shit. And now anybody with a camera and some dough can make make some kind of a production. Rugs, that's a good call uh, because that's where it's going to get a little bit tricky. Emmy straight TV shows, but I mean, before this, it was... was TV shows. There's always, always yeah, get confused. always yeah. Uh, television. That's the television awards, and then you know now they're they're could they started considering like Netflix shows are getting Emmys. Uh, this is a it's a great move forward for digital web producers that now uh, I, whether it legitimizes it or they need it to legitimize it. Uh, it's it's good for hey, and we're on the YouTubes. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash live for that link. Uh, Emmys. We're on the YouTubes. Yes, you can be one of the few three that watch us on YouTube. <laughs> Join the forces. And finally, not a lot of news this week, guys. It's been kind of slow. All I got left is this all cool, awesome new teaser image. I'll put this link in the chat uh, of Daredevil of Fighting Ninjas. Check out his suit, dude. I'm digging the suit. I like it a lot. It looks good. That's a cool, uh, cool poster there. That is a great image. He's Daredevil fighting the hand. The hand. Like. Ninjas. Yeah. I just love ninjas. I, I'm not sure I like the poster, but that's, that's mm. all right. I mean, he looks, looks cool. Good. He looks more red, at least. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging the suit. Uh, I can't wait to see that. It is more red. And uh, yeah, the poster, like his pose is a little weird because at first I thought he was wearing like a kilt or something, but that's just his leg. So I don't know. Where did you see a kilt? It looks like a skirt if you look at it real quick. Okay. Anyways, that's just yeah, yeah, you're me. Right. You're right. Like yeah, it's just it's just a little. It looks like he's wearing like uh like uh what should we call it parachute pants? Yes, that's what it is. It looks like he's about to bust out an MC Hammer move on the fucking hand there. Right. <laughs> Can't touch this. Can't touch this shit. All right, let's get on to our shows, people. Uh, here we go. The Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the Blab. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Stick around to the end of the show, and we will open up uh, the Blab, and you guys can jump in and troll Rugboy all you want. It seems to be very popular already tonight. Uh, we're going to start with Agent Carter, the last episode of the second season. Oh, that's cool. Look at those graphics. Look at the great graphics uh, our Felicity has thrown up there. Overwatch, good job. Wow. Uh, episode 10 called the Hollywood ending. Maybe the last episode of Agent Carter ever. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Possibly. We'll get into that a little bit later. But this is the big finale. Uh, we, we had resolution with uh, Whitney Frost, with Jason Wilkes, with the love uh, interests. And then they throw us a couple of little uh, weird cliffhangers, little things moving forward. 
if there is a moving forward. Right. Uh-huh. But what do you guys think of this episode overall? Who wants to start it up? Damn, I got to remember this. This is from All the- right, well, if while he remembers, I guess I'll start. Go ahead, um, Anthony. I had a lot of fun with this season. I felt like this episode was a little kind of anticlimactic in terms of the, the final res- resolution. There wasn't really a battle or anything. They kind of just shot her and then that was it. And then they were like trying to just close a portal or and save Souza. So uh, there was a lot of funny lines. I like Howard Stark being back. He was uh, he had some good one liners about not touching or not thinking of <laughs> Stark uh, was great. Agent, Agent Carter as a goes, Peg, I'm not thinking any, I'm not thinking any unsavory thoughts right now. Wait, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole show, I'm just kind of reflecting on the season. But the whole show, I, I, maybe last year it was like this too, but even more so this year it was more towards the style of camp campy slapsticky was. almost yeah yeah so i mean i enjoyed it but it wasn't it was way more campy than anything marvel's ever done yeah i think it needed it because yeah. it didn't have in a serious manner it would have been boring right so they needed to like amp up something like you either got to give give more sex or you got to give a little bit more spice or somehow so they they threw comedy in there as comic relief so they, they made it campy. It's definitely different than the first season in overall tone. Uh, yeah, we get so they're all they're going to some of the, the things were weird. I did enjoy um, the man, Freddy. I wish we saw him more because he's pretty fun. He was fun. Yeah, he was fun. He's pretty hilarious. Like he storms in with Jarvis at gunpoint, but they really know each other. They're buddies and uh, he needs their help. So they sneak in and they take photos of Whitney Frost's device in the dark. I didn't understand that. Are these some kind of uh, special cameras? Uh, was Man Freddy that whole scene where he's like fake interrogating his own guy? Was it? I I wasn't exactly clear, but I think this is what happened at the end. His own guy. Yeah, that was great. Admitted to working this, for someone I else. I felt so bad for this yeah. Bob guy because he's like, "What's going on?" Uh, but then he did admit at the but end. But yeah, he goes, "I know. I was talking to the feds. I'm sorry, boss." And he's like, "Wait, what? Oh my god, I gotta kill you now." Uh, that was great. I felt really bad for that guy. I love the hover car. The hover car was cool. You got to kind of see that early model uh, of uh, like Coulson's uh, hover car. That's where it right. Came from you know. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't like their master plan. Like, let's all just try not to get sucked into this thing. That was a little silly. Even that yeah, whole final to- scene was like a Three Stooges episode. Yeah, I need to turn <laughs> this thing, but I can't turn it fast enough. There's a turn this thing. There's a rubber hose, and his legs are in the air, and they're like wobbling around. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it it everything wrapped up very conveniently. They got Whitney Frost there. They zapped her. The black goo came out. They closed the thing. She's done. Here, I had a couple of questions about this file, Thompson. Thompson finds the file redacted. It says M. Carter. And he also finds that council pin that he figures out is actually a key. And that's kind of left unresolved. The key to what? We don't know. But M. The key to the council. To the council, like the main room where they have their meetings. That's what I had interpreted, yeah. And then at the very end, what they leave us with is Thompson gets a visit from someone. We don't see who it is. He gets shot. The guy grabs the file and takes off and who we don't know who it is whether thompson is alive who shot him no it was a well there was a man in a suit could it oh. have been what happened to vernon could it have been vernon if oh, i didn't I, I, I for some reason i, I don't you know, remember that i didn't even think of it too much into it i mean i know that it's kind of uh cloudy agent carter to yeah. say the least so we don't even know if this will ever even get resolved but if you remember the last 
season of Agent Carter, they ended with a button scene that was kind of similar. Remember, it was uh, the fucking Russian guy with the mind control powers. Oh yeah, and he was in. He was in there with uh, what's his fucking with name? Uh, Von Strucker. No, not no, Von Strucker. The other guy, uh, uh, Zemo. No, not uh, Zemo. Uh, the, the Talking Head. What's his fucking name? Oh, in the wind. Yeah, the guy in the TV. <laughs> the guy in the, the TV. TV guy. The TV guy. Modok. Not Modok. Not Modok. No, I know who you're talking about. And Mark, now, who are the, now I have to look up his name. Well, but, look it up. But they didn't really... Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. But yeah, they, they, they didn't left really that unresolved, that. too. Yeah, they didn't even really talk about that this year. So also, I, didn't, I don't know if they would have ever even touched upon this in, in the season three. I like that uh, that M. Carter file. Could it be her brother? Is her brother really dead? They could do something with that. Because it oh, could have yeah. been Margaret or Michael Carter. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Toby, Toby Jones as... Arnim Zola. Zola. I knew there was a ah, Z Zola. Yeah, and they they just kind of left that hanging. But uh, again, I love Samberly and Jarvis. They these two guys are hilarious. hilarious. Where he screams like a girl when Whitney Frost shows up, and he goes, "I didn't faint. I did faint." <laughs> and then Jarvis. Samberly. Jarvis at the end, where he's trying to convince Carter to stay in San Francisco. He's like, "Have you tried a taco? Delightful." Does she end up staying or no? Well, the last we see, they're, she's making out with Sousa on the chair. She, like, jumps his bones. And they're going what did you think it. of them, the result, resolution to the love triangle? Eh, it was fine. It was kind of like whatever. Like, the whole episode, I was at the end, I was like, that's it? That's all that happens? Okay. Uh, it felt like they had more to, more, they could have done more, but, like, they only had a certain allotment of episodes and they had to wrap everything up. That's why it felt for this. The, yeah, it was everything was like crammed into this episode, and like they stopped Whitney Frost early, and then they still had to go and resolve all these other things. And it didn't even feel. I don't know if I would use crammed. I felt like it just like everything kind of ended. Yeah, right just kind of happened. Was like, it was oh, very matter just ends. Yeah, yeah. matter of fact, yeah. very matter of fact, everything ends. So like, oh, it was, it was that easy to just end everything. We're gonna end the three way triangle, and we're gonna end uh, Whitney Frost by just luring her with some zero goo. <laughs> I like you know it was I, I think I liked the first season a little bit better. This at least they sucked really? all the goo out of her. They I liked the second season better. Oh really? I thought it was a lot more fun. I thought this. I thought I was laughing a lot more this season than I was the first season. I, I'll give you that. It was more fun, but like, what was this season about? Was it about the council or Russian spies or black goo or like? I felt like the first season. It was a nice, it's like they had a gimmick uh, in being like, hey, let's show them what happens to Peggy Carter, you know, after that, in between the scenes in the first Captain America. And then the first season was kind yeah. of about her. Right. And then this one was just kind of all over the place. Yeah, the first season definitely had a lot more, I mean, there was a lot more motivation to everything that was going on with redeeming Peggy Carter and uh, getting her to get over Steve. But I felt like this season had at least like a main villain. Whereas last last year we That's didn't true. know who the villain was ever really yeah. until the yeah. end. Yeah, it was like this abstract leviathan, abstract leviathan thing that was going on. So yeah, each season had its pros and cons. I just enjoy this one more because of the laughs. Rugs, which uh, what do you think? What what season did you enjoy, or how do you compare the seasons? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I barely remember the first season. <laughs> I mean, remember they had so a lot of a lot of flashbacks. I just remember that we were introduced to Dottie in that you know, and we had Lindsay Fonseca as her friend. And there was a lot of like she was she's doing a lot of spy stuff like hiding and, and talking to Jarvis at the diner behind, over her shoulder and all that. And we we're introduced to a lot of new things. There wasn't as much new stuff in this. It was kind of like they introduced two or three new things and yeah. that was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Now, look, whether Haley Atwell, actually, I got this article here, and she talks a little bit about more about the possibility of season three. Uh, basically, you know, she's been signed up for this ABC pilot conviction. It's just a pilot. And they, she says they don't know anything until the upfronts in May. So they're not going to know for sure in May. She's going to film this pilot. And she is assured, they've been assured her that it's possible to do both shows if both gets picked up. So it's all kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, I, I'm not betting on it. I mean, if it happens, it'd be cool. Yeah, whether we see... You know what? I got a season three thing that it might be interesting. Okay. Yeah, what'd you, what would you do? Well, that redacted file actually changes everything. I totally forgot about that and maybe the brother being alive. Yeah. But if they do do a season three, I would like to see like more of the formation of like Peggy and the SSR, like her actually coming to power in the SSR and yeah. kind of like working with Howard because they tease that in Ant-Man where she was working with Howard, had that scene with Howard and Henry Pym. That was like, awesome. That might be kind of cool. Or uh, the actual, how about the creation of S.H.I.E.L.D.? S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Maybe, maybe past a young, dapper African-American, Nick Fury. Could be. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. But look, yeah. re- regardless if we get another season of the show Agent Carter, I don't think this is the last we will see of the character Agent Carter in the Marvel no. Cinematic Universe. And you have to give credit to Haley Atwell because a lot like Phil Coulson's... Uh, uh, Clark Gregg? Clark oh. Gregg's Phil Coulson. These two have created such beloved characters based solely on the strength of who's playing them. You know, you can't recast these people. These are uh, made-up characters for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're awesome. Well, I think Peggy Carter was a real character. Oh, well, but what, what Haley Atwell's done with it is... Haley uh, Atwell, though, has taken she, that. She is the role. Ran with you know? it, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, definitely. Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter. How do you... Can you recast these roles? Is it even possible? They, like, the people, they just live the br- life into these roles so amazingly. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I like Haley Atwell a lot. Do, so. you, do you think that they could tell a story that was kind of in the past when, like, when when uh carter is actually running shield that w- what would that be like what superhero what what storyline would you go back to like that was like kind of in the past because like there's uh captain america he gets thrown in ice there's no superheroes up until when ant-man existed in the past right. but we didn't know about it right so you gotta think that there's other like hidden. Well, you could set it in the eighties, yeah, pre maybe even pre Cold War. Uh, who could? Well, did you say be? the eighties? Yeah. The only, the only thing is with the you setting it in the eighties is you'd have to age Peggy Carter all the time, like every yeah, episode. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I just give her gray hair. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's forty years from when these shows are are supposed. Oh, that's a good point. Jeez, yeah, it'd have to be. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good Maybe question. if you did something in like the the sixties. I mean, if you're gonna go with this like campy tone, the sixties is a fun time. Yeah. Dude, what about what about an awesome sixties Nick Fury spy show? Yeah, like and a, then would you call it Agent Carter? <laughs> no, a more of like a, in terms of like a seventies espionage uh, uh, genre. With right. Nick yeah, Fury. what about like early Nick Furies? Ooh, early Nick Furies could be really cool. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I like it. Get Do it. Owner. Well, there you go, Marvel Studios. We got Make your next so. show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns next week as we bid farewell to Peggy Carter. It's hey. been a good run. We may or may not see you again. It was nice to know you. Moving on. Doc Zap yourselves in, you fucks. 
Spoiler time! Uh, like I said earlier, no new Flash or Arrow this week. Uh, they'll, it'll be back in a couple of weeks, which leaves us with uh, Legends of Tomorrow still running uh, the Wave Rider through time over on the CW. We're on Season 1, Episode 7, titled Maroon. Kind of a deep space mission with space pirates. I love it was Star Trek. Time pirates. It was yeah. Star Trek meets Star Wars meets every fucking space thing ever smushed into one show a little bit. A little bit. It was very Star Trek-y, very like uh, trying to be Star Trek. There's yeah. a lot of nods to Star Trek in it. Uh, it. I did not. I'll tell you what I didn't like right away. Ray mixing Star Wars and Star Trek references. I kind of feel like that's like a nerd party foul. Like that's a faux pas. Like you can't nah. mix. You now, now you gotta stick with one. You can't be mixing geek space metaphors. What are you doing? You can do it. He went from yeah, Sulu to Han Solo. Yeah, there's no rules. Come on, Imran. <laughs> Come on. I'm dude. a purist when it comes to my space geek fiction uh, references. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was uh, I was quiet there because I was reading your notes, Imran, because yeah. I literally was dozing in and out of sleep. Not because the, the episode was boring me, but because <laughs> I went out last night. Oh, what'd you do? How was that? Uh, it was fun. It was like a, we had like a last minute uh, last night out for a guy that's getting married this weekend. So he wanted uh-huh. to do something. That's why your Snapchat was full of fucking uh, dark, shaky uh, music and lights, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so Anthony's on Snapchat? Uh, I, oh, he's young, so he knows what he's he doing. Know, hey, we're on yeah. Snapchat, listener. Addis uh, is a friend, uh, Jocka and Nerd. Send Just us search, your dick pics. Send us your dick pics, Jocka and Nerd. I'll put them <laughs> in the show notes. There you go. Jordan the Pies puts it in the chat. On the Snapchat. So this, this episode, uh, we got a lot more about Rip Hunter. We got some arrow type flashbacks Flashback. about about the Rip Hunter. Yeah, those were good. I, I those were all right. Um, you got to learn that him him how he just got in love with his wife because she was basically uh, Captain Kirk from with the <laughs> she she beat the what what do they call that in Star uh, Wars. The Klingons? The Kobayashi Maru? The Kobayashi yeah. Maru? She, she defeated the Kobayashi Maru, and he loved her for it. Right? Wasn't that what happened? Pretty That's much. pretty much it. It was the unsolvable, <laughs> you know, unconventional uh, unsolvable means. Yeah. And she figured out a way around it. And then he got a big boner for her. <laughs> Using unconventional means. Pretty much the old, uh, blow him out the hatch door, people. Somebody grab onto something, we're going to blow him out the hatch into space. Yeah. Let's uh, risk everybody's life on the ship. And maybe it'll work. That's uh, that's kind of the theme is uh, taking the risks uh, and being captain. I don't know. I felt a lot of this show is Rip is not very good at his job. Have you noticed that? <laughs> he, yeah, he's like the shittiest captain he ever. He doesn't know. He fucking things up. He's the shittiest. And he even admits it. He's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. He yeah. None of his things this, go I mean, right. this episode kind of cemented it because with the flashbacks, they were like, they were showing even like, dude, you're a shitty time whatever warden. What are they called? Time masters. Time master. Yeah. The only, I, I got to point out real one, quick one thing. Whenever this was the first episode where it was all like space, so they never went out in like a dynamic environment that was yeah. actually real. Yeah. So you could, for me at least, you could really tell that this was all set. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. you know, all set pieces like that. Nothing was actually real. So I don't know. It, t- it took away a little bit for me. That's really the Star Trek feel of it. Was yeah, all it these felt sets. like Star Trek, and yeah. when it's when you can tell that it's not. A real environment, it I don't know, it kind of loses a little. I mean, bit. I feel it got a little confusing 
trying to figure out what fucking ship you were on because at one point yeah, there's two there's two like there was four ships they used the same they used the same ship except they just changed the lights they like changed yeah, was the one color. Ship, did they have to distinguish it by one making some of the lights red on one yeah, ship one, one like, was an orange uh yeah one was orange the, and green orange and green yeah. and then the other one is more of a cool the wave rider is more of like a gray red and cool, blue red and blue yeah, I was losing track of like where Stein was and like what what part of the ship is he on? Well, well, Are no, he, he was on another ship? ship. He was on yeah. the ship that docked off the Wave Rider. The Wave Rider's jump ship went over to the distress ship, uh, which was a trap, uh, and uh, then they came back. Yeah, it was a little confusing. Uh, I loved how Stein took out a pirate. How's that possible by himself? Like he wasn't Firestorm. He takes down a pirate and takes his beret. Like, yeah, he's well, like, I need this beret <laughs> in order to f- for this to work. I mean, I mean this episode perfect disguise. This episode was focused on uh, learning about Rip and his past, and then the the brewing conflict between Snart and uh, yeah, things aren't going well Nick. between them very much. So, I'm kind of enjoying that that it's actually uh, progressed to where like these guys are not getting along. So was it? I was like I said, falling asleep. Was Mick working with the pirates at the end, and he was like basically like pissed off and like, I want to work with these guys. Yeah, he, take me back. he pretty much turned. He, he yeah, flipped. Right. I thought yeah. he was, uh, I thought he flipped. Yeah. And I thought he was secretly up to something. No, he goes for the core. He fights Sarah. And it's a pretty, it's a kind of a brutal fight. Like they're not holding anything back. And, uh, at the end they have him. Don't they? I think they have him in uh prison. Snart blasts him. The very what, end. What was that? Was I like, they were like in a forest. Was that a prison or in the forest? Well, they, like dude, time, that, right? that was crazy. So at the very end, yes. At the very end, Dr. Baxter, to say thanks, gives Rip uh, Vandal Savage's next location. He's in Oregon in 1958. So we're going to go into the 60s, people. Get ready for all the nice. fucking cliched 60s crap. Uh, Ray and Kendra. Kendra finally just plants a big kiss on Ray. Like, sincerely, their whole uh, storyline throughout the episode got them together. Like, you know, Ray almost died out in his suit, which was kind of funny where he's like, this space date is going terribly. <laughs> he's like, good thing. And, uh, what to do with Mick? Snart's like, I'll handle it. And you see him in a field. And, and then Mick's just like, only one of us is leaving here alive. And then, uh, Snart fires at him and it cuts there. That's the very end. And I was like, what the shit is he? I don't know. That was, that was a very good ending. What are they going to do with him? Do you think Do you have any ideas? I think they freeze. They obviously he freezes him, and I think they'll bring him out later on as like a, a weapon or something. See, like that. Good, good question by the Chris Farrell. Asked, do y'all think he's no. dead? No, oh, I don't think they're gonna kill him. They're gonna have to change. They reprogram him. You know that scene was great or really good, but what brings it down for me is the way they both fucking deliver their lines. <laughs> Snart is so smart. The snartiness. Like, snarts and even Mick's like, only one of us is going to. It's you know, so over the meow, top. Meow, meow, meow. That's my smart. Well, yeah, Snart doing that and Mick's just like, oh, only one. Only one. I feel like that when Wentworth Miller was like, oh, I'm going to play Snart. And then he, he he got confused and thought it was Snarf from Thundercats. <laughs> snarf, Snarf. Yeah. Snarf. Oh, you know, it's snarf, just personal snarf. preference. I just wanted, I wish he wasn't delivering his like lines. They're, like that. They're, they're, I mean, they're committing to the over the top, which, you know, right. it kind of works. The whole thing is like really fun space cheese. Uh, really tasty, too. Good, good with bread. Space cheese. <laughs> uh, but, but I've enjoyed the show. With bread, Emron. What? With bread. With bread. 
cheese, cheese with and bread. Bread. That's really all. That's really all I got uh, on this one. Usually, it's like cheese and like wine, or well, I mean, bread works, but then cheese and like. Well, it depends on the, the kind of cheese. Is it a brie? Is it a soft cheese? Is it a dry aged yeah, cheese? True. You're right. You're right. Really, uh, Listerman wants to know why Rugby sounds like Edward G. Robinson. That's a uh, yeah, see, yeah, see, you'll get yours. <laughs> okay. See, we're gonna get these guys. See, your space pirates <laughs> are never gonna give me a. No, I don't, I, I don't think Mick is dead, and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, who else they can slip into these episodes moving forward. I, I wish I could give a real review. <laughs> I really can't. It was a fun episode. It's a fun you show. Know, whatever. Yeah. All right, at least well, they now. At least they're back on the mission, right? They they're gonna they're back to finding Vandal. Yeah, another side. They took a little break from the Savage because they didn't know. Well, the ship was broken. They needed the the time drive from the other ship because uh, they couldn't find out where where he was and where to go. Right. I feel so. like they're more of a team now. They get rid of Mick. He's the one dissenter in the group. That's not really all. The heart's not in it for him. So they get they put him on the sideline. Maybe they get another person involved. Snart's all into the team, though. I found that real. That part was interesting. Where that is interesting, though, because where where's two that coming from? Ago, but yeah. two episodes ago, it felt like Mick was on the team, like more of, into it. Because remember, he saves Ray. Yeah, and he's like Ray takes a beating for him. Like I thought they had a little budding bromance going, and they just completely ditched it. Snart, they Snart, ditched yeah. it for Ray to have a a ro- an actual romance with uh fucking hot girl. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, Snart's even like, you know, I love that line where he's like, you're, you're hurting the team. And, and Mick's like, I thought we were a team. And I was like, oh, I guess not anymore. It's uh, we bad team. blood now. Uh, yeah, no, fun show. Can't wait to see where it goes. Let's get to the next one, everybody. After these messages, we'll be right back. In a world. Where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news. Along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev civil war never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Do you like superheroes? Do you like comics? Do you like film? Do you like comics and films about superheroes? Well, then you're in luck because we here at A Place to Hang Your Cape have everything for you. We've got reviews. We've got interviews. We've got list articles. We've even got a few videos coming up. Anything you could possibly want that's relating to superheroes, we have A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to hang their cape. The name is self-explanatory, really. I don't know why I have to explain it, but there you go. Find it at ap2hyc.com. The H stands for H. (laughs) (laughs) The H. (laughs) 
spoil some shit, Batman. Oh, no, the Chris Farrell is right. One final comment. The debt yeah. was paid, so Mick didn't care anymore. He's a simple guy. And he really is a simple guy, and it, and it comes across. He's just uh, kind of one-track mind. He and, wanted to go back to 2046 uh, yeah. Star City. It's uh, it's it's uh, Chuck E. Cheese for him. Fucking that place. He was in heaven. That place is great. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's not going to work, because once they go back and that never happens, then what happens? Stupid. Nobody knows. Stupid time paradox. We're on to The Walking Dead. Thanks for hanging out in the blab, everyone. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. If you stick around till the post show, we're going to open up a seat and geek out with you guys. But right now, we are going to talk about this week's episode of The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 11, Knots Untie. Red Boy, uh, what... Is this an episode you actually like? Yeah, Rugs, you you've been still on mixed. The, the hating train. Let's see this. where you land on this one. What happened this week? Did any, I don't remember if anything happened that really made me like roll my eyes that much. Okay, oh, good. Okay, it seemed like it's. I, I might change my mind as soon as you remind me of something. Okay, nothing jumps out at me that is terrible in this episode. Yay! Okay, that's but that's good. <laughs> We're making progress. So. Uh, right in the beginning, there's a little bit of this weird Abraham, Sasha, Abraham, Rosita juxtaposition. Uh, yeah, he's really interested in him uh, uh, in uh, the baby making. Yeah, well, he's into he's into Rosita physically, but he's actually into Sasha emotionally. On an emotional level. Ah, that's why? interesting. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Because they shared all that time on the road together. Yeah, but so did so did Rosita. Yeah, they, they, were, they were together he's, for a long time. And not to jump into his head but i'm going to uh he's always looked at rosita as just a fuck buddy whereas sasha uh, has never been giving him that pussy like that it's been more of uh he's kind of seen her like fall when she lost uh what's that fucking guy's name i'm losing track of all these names uh, bob. bob bob he's seen her like at her worst he's seen her lose her her brother and he's been there throughout all that stuff so i think he feels more of a an emotional connection to her whereas Rosita and him have just been bang buddies That's the whole time. While Eugene, while Eugene sometimes watches, if you remember that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, that's called cuckold the people. Look it up. Uh, no, but Abraham, Abraham had some killer lines this episode. Oh my God. Everything from uh, when you were, what does he say about Bisquick? When you were pouring like, the Bisquick, were you yeah. trying to make pancakes? And <laughs> I was just like, glad you, I was like, wait, what the fuck is he talking Listen, about? You don't get the Bisquick out if you don't plan on making some pancakes or at least some waffles. Glenn had the same reaction you had. Yes. He was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah. It yeah, took we me were. a second to even get to. That was great. I was so up. well put because exactly the viewer had the same thought process. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like the line. The next one he uses was, uh, how long you think Michonne and Rick have been bumming uglies? Uh, he says Uggin Bumplies. Uggin Bumplies. There we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, he said it backwards. Yeah. Uggin Bumplies. And then he's like, good gracious Ignatius. Like, he had some great lines. But look, right at the beginning, uh, you know, we saw Jesus walk into Michonne and Rick in the nude, and he's just hanging out. In the hallway, He's looking at pictures. Just hanging out. Yeah. Carl pulls a gun on him, at which point Rick and Michonne come out like half naked. So they're kind of busted, which and is Carl cool. sees it. Carl sees it. And you know what? Carl is cool with Michonne. I was actually really happy about that. I was like, if you make him give them grief, that's going to be some fucking bullshit. I would, I, would, I would have been, if I was a kid in that position, I don't know if I'd. I might have been okay with it, but I'd also been like, this is kind of gross. <laughs> I'd be like, ew. Oh, fuck. I don't want to think about this. And then everybody oh, shows up on, there. Uh, uh, <laughs> how did everybody get there all of a sudden? Everybody's there. And apparently Jesus. Yeah, how did everyone? Everyone they, saw them running towards the house, right? 
I, is that what happened? Oh, you know why? Because they discovered that fucking he was gone. Jesus wasn't he yeah. was gone, yeah. And he's apparently he's scoped out everything. He's like, I saw your armory, I seen your rations. Uh and he's pretty much like, uh, look, I want to show you our place. More. And for some reason, they all decide to just go with him. Like all of them, like all of the heavy hitters. Uh, wouldn't you leave someone behind? You just met this fucking guy. Why is everybody yeah. going? They, they left one heavy hitter behind. Who, Carl? Eugene. Yeah, okay, that's correct. <laughs> Eugene they, and what's his face? The the priest, Gabriel. Yeah, so you you take all the heavy oh, Carl, hitters but... <laughs> and you leave the whole Carl place there. with Carl, no, they, they, Gabriel, yeah, they, Carl actually... and Eugene. Carl was the guy that they they gave the last talk to, like, holding. No, down. no, isn't the old lady there, too? Oh, uh, what's her fucking face? Carol. Uh, Carol. Okay. They, they never showed Carol. Carol. I mean, Carol's there, but they the, the way they and applied it was like, Morgan. I Carl, just, Carl, you're the man in the neighborhood. Just, uh, you're going to watch this, right? I, you got and this? Morgan's there, too, right? I didn't think it was a good idea to tell for everyone Morgan's to show. There, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was Rick, Michonne. Abraham. Abraham. Daryl. Daryl. Glenn, Glenn, Maggie. Maggie, and Jesus. And I'm right, the- so they got a couple of girls that could still. They got that the girl that uh, Abraham was into, Sasha. She's back. Oh, uh, Sasha left that. All right, so I guess they, they got enough people. Just back seemed there. like a big. Group they brought. They brought all the. They brought so the the favorites out. Yeah. For this one. And then on the way to the Hilltop Colony, they run into some more of their friends. They kind of, uh, I guess people can't drive uh, around zombies and the, the zombies turn the car over. I don't know how that ha- that crash That happens. was very confusing that yeah. like there were zombies, dead zombies in the car and a car that was turned over. How that happened? None of the Hilltop people were injured and they were in a house just like hanging out. Yeah. Is, and just... they were in a house like like huddled, but there were zombies in the, it was weird. Are they just weird really bad drivers? Zombies. I think it was, they just... It was... You can tell that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That would never Rick's crew would never let that happen. Right. Now these guys may be a little bit of amateur, but little bonus, uh, they run into an obstetrician. A guy that used to be an obstetrician, which is very good news for the Glenn and the Maggies. They the jackpot. Yeah, that's what you need. So already the hilltop is uh starting to be valuable. And they get there. And let me tell you, they did a lot of things in this episode that were like right from the comic books, and it was done very well. One of them being the reveal of this hilltop colony. Boy, do these people have their shit together. It's almost like stepping into like a renaissance fair. Or it reminded me of like Deadwood. Yeah, Does it seem like very large though? Alexandra seems like 10 times bigger. It did. It seemed kind of just cramped right there uh, around that it's big Barrington house. house. Yeah, Mansion. Barrington house. They have their shit together and they don't, as we learn. Yeah. I mean, these people have livestock, solar panels, FEMA camps. They got yeah, crops. But no fucking, yeah, but they got fucking spears. They got spears. <laughs> yeah. They got spears. Like, All right, dude. I think I saw a blacksmith. Was there a blacksmith there? Yeah, they ran out of ammo. That's the deal. They have they no ammo. Yeah. So what happens is is that uh Jesus brings them to the hilltop colony because they, you know, little no- known to them, they actually have no ammo and they have a problem with Negan. Negan, this Negan here. So <laughs> they're there, and uh, we get to meet Gregory. What would you guys think of Gregory? He's a weird prick. He's a good actor, uh, that guy. Yeah, well, Xander Berkeley, dude. He's, he's uh, creepy as fuck. He was great in 24. He kept, he kept uh, referring to Maggie as Natalie. Yeah. And he like call her like, "Come on, honey." Like, he was he was trying to get with it. He was oh, trying yeah. to get some of that. I mean, he didn't right, know that there was a baby in there, right? He doesn't know. He was being all smarmy, and right off the bat, he doesn't even talk to them. He's like, "Yeah, why don't you guys wash up?" And Rick's like, I like how, 
We want to. Why don't you guys wash up? We'll just cut some. I like yeah. how Rick right away is like, I can't talk to this guy. Like Rick, 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 Rick in that meeting sticks a knife in that guy's neck right yeah. away. Like, yeah. And and I like like I like them training Maggie a little bit like this. Maggie was pretty uh, badass this episode. She's in, she's the politician now yeah. of the group, doing some hard negotiating with Gregory. What, do you uh, think Rick that was a good Rick role for her? Yeah, I do actually because Rick logically is a hothead who can't fucking think. Like he thinks, but he thinks right away to kill. Like he sees red too quickly, and who else is going to take Glenn's that role? Glenn's a pussy. Glenn, Glenn is kind of a softy, yes. Yeah, and he's like a, he's a pacifist guy. He tries to find the path of least resistance. I, I mean, guess Michonne could have taken that role too, though. Mm-hmm. Michonne she is seems she's quiet, logical. though. Uh, she's more action, uh, and I feel like they were with Deanna. They were kind of like setting this up with Deanna and Maggie's right. old relationship. Maggie's not a bad choice. Maggie in the comic books actually she goes she goes on to like run one of these communities. Like she's uh, she steps up to be just as hardcore as Rick, which is, uh, it's kind of exciting to see her go that way. Uh, another thing that was straight out of the comics was when those dudes show up and they're talking about Negan and they got a message for Gregory, which is stabby stabby. And then, uh, Rick answers back with a little stabby stabby to the neck. Uh, and then he gets up covered in blood and he's just like, what? Like, I love that moment. That was fucking great. Dude. Yeah, what did you expect them to do? He goes, what? What are you looking at? And like that is that was like a full page in the comic books, and they nailed that moment because it's perfect. It's quintessential Rick Grimes. That's right. The Rick Nato. Whenever Rick is around, people start dying. God, That's right. Rick around. God forbid you invite Rick Grimes to your block party. Don't do it, people. Just let them uh, don't let them know. Hey, they don't. You ever notice that, though? The whole show is just... Everybody's chilling, and all of a sudden Rick shows up, and everything fucking goes to shit. Alexandria was fine. Everything that they go to is fine, and then all of a sudden Rick fucks everything. Everywhere he goes, guys at Terminus been a part of. They were so happy to be eating people. (laughs) They were having a whole system worked out. Here comes Rick fucking it up. And then, oh, you know, I loved uh, Jesus is very Jesus-y. Did you notice? Like, very heavy Jesus uh, metaphors going on in terms of he was dressed in, like, a white linen flowy thing. And he's he's all, like, the pacifist guy. He's like, everybody, calm down. We, we're going we're gonna to be all He puts his arms out like he's fucking yeah. on the cross. I, dude, I wanted so badly for a zombie version of Jesus Christ Superstar musical to just break out. Because it's like, come on, let's do it. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. I want to see this. Make it happen. <laughs> That's uh, you're, you're you're definitely being facetious. I hope. <laughs> I look no, like not. a. He no, really no. wants that. I want to see. Really wants that to happen. I want to see zombie Jesus Jesus Christ superstar. It'll be fantastic. Oh, Somebody God. make You're... that happen. Too funny. <laughs> so after oh, this, man. Maggie goes back. Look, Maggie went to Gregory, and he wasn't going to play ball. He's like, wait, we're fine. We don't need nothing. After this, though. She plays a little bit of hardball. I found it very interesting that she pretty much makes the same deal. The bad deal they had made with Negan. It's just with them. It's kind of the same deal. We want half your shit. We're going to go kill Negan. We want half your shit. Now, do you guys think this is a good idea to begin with? For Rick to be like, ah, we've never had a problem with confrontation. We'll take care of him. Well, what I just said. Then, you know, he's going to roll up in Negan shit and fuck up all his shit now. Is it a bad idea? I mean, it's... They, they're at least being proactive and confronting a problem head on. It's probably a bad idea in that people are going to die. Lots of um, people. They're, they're, well, they're, I mean, I'm just going to get to it. I, I feel like Glenn is going to die pretty soon because they're, they've been already, they teased that Negan 
beat up some 16 year old kid in front that of everybody. Was, that right? was brutal. Yeah. We learned. They, and they keep, they, wow. this whole episode, they kept harping on Glenn wanting to start a family. Mm. They get, you know, start, they're building something here, the baby. They the got ultrasound. an ultrasound. Everyone's tearing they're, they're up. They're building at the, it so much yeah. now that like Glenn's going to have to ah, go. Shit. But I don't think they can kill. I think if you kill Glenn, it doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't. Yeah, and then Maggie. No, they're going to do it. They're going to kill Glenn. I, what about Daryl? Have we not heard these hints of maybe it's the Daryl that's going to? Did you hear Maggie's this. line? She was like, "There's going to be people are going to like there's something along the lines." She of, said, "There's, there's going to be a cost." cost. The fact that Maggie is saying that it's going to be. I, oh, that might be, be a four. Yeah, that might be a. Four there, there, it's too like there's mm. too much. They're pointing the arrow at Glenn, like like with the baby and all this shit. Like it's going to be sad. They want you to be really sad when Glenn goes. Well, yeah, they want. Yeah, have they have they ever deviated on a death from the comic like? And kept someone alive when they shouldn't be shouldn't be alive. They've gone the other the way. Baby Judith, yeah, Judith yeah, yeah. Has been oh yeah, they've gone both ways. They've gone both ways with this. So you can't really tell. Like that's kind of the beauty of what he's been doing with these both storylines. Is even though you read the comic books, I'm not sure what's going to happen because there was a lot of pulls from the comic books in this episode. Uh, but I feel like uh, doing Glenn's death like the comic book is not going to be as meaningful anymore, and they might just do to somebody else. Who could they kill off Darryl. that would still Darryl. pack a punch? Daryl. But why would they kill Daryl? People love Daryl. Exactly. That's why they would fucking kill him. Abraham can die. It's got to be Glenn, dude, because Glenn, like we just said, even Rugby goes, Glenn's a pussy. But Glenn is like <laughs> the... like. Glenn is the like the most like the most emotional heart part of the show. Like he's the only guy that let that dude Chris, who's a fucking asshole, live. Right? Was yeah. it Chris? Uh, yeah. Nicholas. Like, Nicholas. Nicholas. Whatever the fuck's yeah. name. But, white people names. White people. But you know, <laughs> like Glenn has been everyone's like emotion. Like everyone's rooting for Glenn. He's has a baby with this chick. Like he's the only one with like a more positive outlook. This on is everything. the hope. This is the only hope in the group. Really? Like it's right. uh, one of the central hope figures. It does make you hmm. uh, kind of question why they did that bait and switch earlier in the season with Glenn. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to, to kill him again. I mean, all I know is Andy Lincoln, you know, it talked about after he read the script for the finale and he's like this, he's like, this script was the first one that like made him physically ill. Like it disturbed him. It's, it's whatever's going to happen is going to be pretty fucking bad. Also, we talked about how the rumor were that Negan was going to show up in the season finale. Now Scott Gimple is fucking with us again. And he's like, hey, he might show up in the next episode. I think Negan hits them first before they even get to him. I don't know. It seems like... That'd be cool, but I think they're this next episode they teased them getting over there first. I just well, they got to get back to Alexandria, and then he's got to sell the whole uh, the rest of the people on this plan. Give them the speech. Give them that big speech in the church that we saw in the little teaser, and then I don't know what's going to happen. What, only- okay, what is so what you narrated the whole episode, which is great, Emron. I love when you do that. <laughs> um, what did you uh, What did you actually think of the show? I love seeing the hilltop, the hilltop, and this new uh, extension and new people. That was very exciting for just the world in general. That there are other communities, and they're talking trade, and it's starting to be like a you know like a political thing, like a land territory thing. Uh, that's a fun direction. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Go ahead, Rugway. I mean, the characters are doing what I think they should be doing in this situation, which is the problem that I have with Walking Dead is that characters always do shit that you know that they shouldn't do. 
But like, yes, of course, Rick, they, they need food. They need to do something. They lost that food truck or whatever, and they need to do something. And this is a quid pro quo. You know, they fucking take care of Negan. And uh, Negan has already fucked with those guys, so they already know that it's going to come come to roost in Alexandria at some point because they blew up all their Negan's guys. I still think that car in the back may have been Negan. Oh, come on, dude. Either way. <laughs> either way, he could have been. He could have followed him back to Alexandria already. He right? already knows yeah. what's up. Yeah. So that's fine. That doesn't in- interfere with the plans. To me is, if, you, if you're Rick, you know that at some point you're going to have to deal with this Negan dude. All right? Because he's already been fucking with your shit. Yeah. They already know that you exist, that there's people. And it's a matter of time before Negan comes, you know, knocking around. I liked there was the one thing I liked or the one thing one of the things I liked was Rick threatening like we'll just fucking take their shit if they don't they don't uh they don't yeah, negotiate like, with us. He does that Fuck everywhere. Them. We got, we have yeah. the guns, but then um as far as the overall episode I like this episode a lot because it's it's world building. They're introducing yes. more stuff. Yes. It's more than just now Rick's crew dealing with zombies and things coming to them. Yep. They're going out and being a little more proactive and searching out things. And it's building up. I felt like this was a huge build up to uh, a big fucking war, and and that's what I want to see is a new a new crew, Negan's crew versus Rick's crew, and see what the fuck goes down because shit's about to go down. Do you think it's gonna go down kind of like the prison though, like where the, they're gonna roll up and then they're gonna have a standoff and then they gotta get the fuck out of the prison, or they're gonna stand their ground or maybe go to their turf and fuck with them there and then hopefully take care of every all the business there. I'm a little influenced by the fact that Imran literally will tell me what's going on in the comics, even though I don't ask him. I don't remember um, how that goes. But down. I feel like I feel like they're gonna roll up to Negan's crew, get their asses handed to him, and then they're gonna have to agree to a shitty deal with Negan to stay alive until they can rally back. That's kind of what happened in the comics. I hope it's like Braveheart, and they just line up on a mountain and face off, and then just charge and run at each other with uh, and shoot each other. That's not exactly nope. not at all what I hope for. No, nope. <laughs> who's gonna use? Which one of them is gonna use the uh, old zombie trick? Wait, they need catapults and trebuchets. Oh, the zombie what zombie trick? You know, every bad guy uses the zombies some way, like as a, uh, as a tool. They they uh maybe as a shield or uh, rolls up with like uh, in a herd surrounding them. Yeah, or sends them as a weapon. Yeah, there's multiple ways you could use zombies. That might be a part of it as a distraction. Uh, I liked I liked it a lot. Good, uh, very good episode in my opinion. It was a good hype episode. What about what if it's a? Uh, this is what I would do if I was Negan. I don't I don't, I don't read the comics, so I don't know. Okay, I would poison everybody in the hilltop development, Ooh. and then when they show up, thinking that they're gonna go pick up the food, they gotta fight a million zombies. Everybody's dead. But he would have to know that the hilltop people made that deal with. Alexandria with Rick's crew. That's the thing. Right now, they kind of have the element of surprise, don't they? Yeah, they're, they they're just gotta after. find them. Yeah. yeah, Negan's not aware that Rick's crew exists, and is not aware that Rick's crew has made this pact with this other with the Hilltop. Negan, I'm so excited to finally see him. I mean, they've all they've been doing is is just hyping this guy and saying that he's. The, he's going to be the most amazing villain everyone's ever seen, and the scenes are brutal, and there's a lot of death coming up. Uh, Do you think he's going to be better than the governor was on screen? Oh, I think he will be. I, I definitely think he's going to steal it from the governor. Absolutely. If he's anything like the comedian in Watchmen, he's going to be awesome. That's Yeah, if he's just got to channel a little bit of that, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan will be fine. 
smiling and menacing and scary while smiling at you. I mean, that's Negan. Like, he's smiling at you, but you are scared shitless at the what same time. What if he time. ends up being playing it like Snart? He's like, <laughs> So, Rick. <laughs> well, well, you think he's the best bad guy then? So, Rick. <laughs> there you so, go. Rick. <laughs> Wait, why are you talking like that? <laughs> I thought you were from the South. Carl. Carl. <laughs> um. Doesn't Negan take in a liking to Carl eventually, too? Well, Negan respects Carl because there's a little incident where Carl sneaks onto their truck uh, as Negan's going back to his his lair, hideout or whatever. You can call it a lair? Lair. His lair <laughs> or their camp. And as they get there, they open the truck. Carl just opens fire and kills a bunch of his guys. And Negan's like, check this motherfucker out. All right. Uh, you impressed me, kid. He Negan's relationship with Carl is so interesting because he's the one that tells him, he tells Carl, don't wear that patch on your eye, man. It looks menacing. You look badass. Show it. Wear it proud. And after I that, gotta, Carl doesn't wear anything on his eye. He just has it like an open socket. I got a question for you yeah. about Negan. Because the way you've described him, obviously he's badass. But is he does he feel like a real character or an over-top caricature? Because the governor, you could at least see that, like that kind of guy ruling. But, like, is there really a guy out there who's going to be like, look at this motherfucker, and having, like, people get killed in front of him and be like, cool. Like, is that a real reaction to you? You know, that's a very good question because... Well, if he was played by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad motherfucker. Like, like, is he acting like a real human being to you, or is he acting, like, over the top? To your point, they, they fleshed out the, the governor the way more in the show than yeah. they did in the comics. Because Walking so. Dead has never been on this, at least on TV, like over the top comic booky, and it yeah. seems like the way you're introducing ne- or talk about Negan, he seems like over the top comic book villain. Nah, they're gonna they're gonna watch it. They're gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be over the top. But what I mean, have have you got that vibe from him in the comics, Imran? I mean, he is. He really a, talks like that. He, uh, I, I, he's a little more believable than the governor character in the comic books, but still very comic booky. Like, you well, can if get you're away gonna go it. out on a limb and say the most campy character. Who do you think that is? The most caricaturist character is Abraham, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Abraham, yeah. Abraham or Eugene. Eugene, too. Yeah. Yeah, those two Eugene's guys are very caricaturish. Yeah. Abraham. Yeah, I would go, yeah, you're right. Abraham's probably number one just because what the fuck does he say sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He does weird shit, too. He put on that fucking stupid jacket. What the <laughs> hell was that about? <laughs> he, he, oh, went yeah. out on like a, he went out on the rail to like shake a zombie just for fun. Yeah. Just to have like PTSD. He's uh, sometimes though he's got the best lines like this episode. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited to see uh, how many more we got left. Like four, three. You said yeah. this is the eleventh episode. Yeah, is this eleven? So then they go to they go to sixteen. So they'll have five left. Right on. We'll see how they'll fill uh fill this up moving forward. Uh, all right, gang, we're gonna move on to a little bonus Deadpool segment real quick. Let's do it. Hey, everybody, Jack and Nerd Podcast. Uh, If you have seen Deadpool and you liked it, definitely check out our review show of Deadpool. It's a lot of fun. Rugs is on it. Mr. Do-Right. Do-Right. Dudley Do-Right is on it. (laughs) Dudley. And uh, you can find that at jackandnerd.com slash Deadpool. Now, for that show, I had made 
as I usually do, I put the notes together. There was too many notes. The show would have been too long. I can kind of tell now how long a show is, uh, having done this for 84 episodes. So I cut some stuff, but it was good content. And for those of you guys out there who've seen Deadpool, maybe not read the comic books, but would like a deeper dive into Deadpool, but don't know where to start, I'm going to help you out right here. Rugs, you can uh, feel free to chime in, because uh, uh, you may know a little bit uh a little bit of stuff that will... I uh, probably don't, but You probably ahead. don't. Look. Uh, I'll just make it up. Well, okay, you can make it up. I'm just going to start with Deadpool, created 1991 by Rob Liefeld, Fabian Nicheza. That's true. Uh, and uh, 1993 was the first solo Deadpool book. Now, the Easter egg in the movie referring to this was the salt and pepper song, Shoop. It also came out in 93. So, like, it's a perfect... Like, just think of the early 90s. That's what Deadpool is all about. You know, he was a failed Weapon X program. Uh, Rob Liefeld kind of wanted to squish Punisher and Spider-Man together with lots of pouches. And, uh, he, you know, in the comic books, similar to the movie, he's got a better healing factor than Wolverine, immune to all diseases. But here's the thing. Originally, he wasn't all jokey, jokey, fourth wall breaky. He was just kind of a straight up killer. Wasn't That's he, right. Rose? Yeah. Yeah, he was an assassin. He was a badass. He was a mercenary badass. Kind of. Like he, had, he had one-liners. But it were like more like Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners yeah, than very than like the Jerry Seinfeld one-liners. I mean, I it was it was a lot of following the lines of all these characters at the time. Now it not until the writer Joe Kelly starts on the book in 1997. Do we get this fourth wall breaking Deadpool? Joe Kelly can really be considered as a co-father. Of Deadpool, and Rob Liefeld has even admitted this, said, much like Chris Claremont is to the X-Men on his run in the X-Men. He didn't create the characters, but he defined the characters moving forward. Joe Kelly defined the Deadpool you do know now moving forward in 1997. It was a critic-favored run. It was pretty much, at the time, it was the best comic book nobody was reading, is how the fans considered it. It was almost canceled by issue 25. Joe Kelly leaves uh, by issue 33. But this is where he starts to introduce him being wacky, breaking the fourth wall, becoming funnier, becoming darker. So I want, I just, I want to shout out to uh, people to know that Joe Kelly is a huge part of Deadpool's creation. Now, if you want to read some comic books, here's where you okay. start. Start with Joe Kelly's run. Deadpool 1 through 33 from 1997. Uh, that'll, that's the beginning of this Deadpool that we know. Who was the artist on that, by the way? Uh, it was Ed McGinnis. Oh, so Ed McGinnis is... Uh... He was a Hulk artist for a while. Yeah. He's got a very bold style. It's very cartoony. Great artist. He's done a lot of work. Uh, and his style perfectly fit what this Deadpool had become. Uh, there's another great series called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Uh, it's got great covers by Kari Andrews, who's an amazing illustrator. And oh, he's great. Yeah, we love Kari. And it's kind of like a what-if story. Deadpool does kill everyone in the Marvel Universe. Basically, the story is so self-referential. Deadpool is basically sick of of the Marvel Universe and the way he's treated. And he decides to kill everyone, including the reader. Oh, shit. So clearly, it's not like a main continuity story. It's a little bit it of fun. It doesn't really happen. It's a goof. Yeah, nothing happens. But it's just fun to see Deadpool interact with the Marvel Universe and kill everyone. Uh, another great trade paperback to pick up is this new Deadpool Volume 1 from 2012. Brian Posehn, stand-up comedian. You may know him from, like, Just Shoot Me and Mr. Show. The man's hilarious. Brian Posehn writing this book. And uh, I love that they had uh, his wacky, dark humor, and it worked really well. Oh. 
That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, Deadpool Volume 1, 2012. It's got awesome covers by Jeff Darrow. Uh, and then two more, Deadpool and Cable, which is written by original writer Fabian Nicheza. They may pull stuff from that for the Deadpool movie. It's possible. And when did this series come out? This one came out in the uh, 90s also, I believe. Early 2000s. So Cable, Deadpool, 90s. this is a throwback then. This is not the most current. No, yeah, this one's older one. Okay. The most current that's out right now, and it's very exciting because it includes one of my favorite characters, and it includes Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis reuniting. Again, Deadpool slash Spider-Man. It's a four-issue limited series. I believe two of them are out. And uh, it's just just crazy adventure where Deadpool uh, gets Spider-Man sucked into things, and uh, you know Peter's just constantly whining and complaining. And Deadpool's making jokes. It's a lot of fun. And you got the, the magic team of Kelly McGinnis back again after all these years. Okay, I'm I'm down for that. I mean, I'm interested in all that stuff. Uh, could you give me a real quick, just a real quick, like, two-sentence overview of Cable Deadpool? Because I feel like Cable and Deadpool, he was mentioned in the movie in, in the yeah. in the, the end bumper there. Yeah, why and, is that a thing? Like, what what's their what's their deal? So uh, what give me a, a quick, you know. Two sentence thing on Cable Deadpool. Well, Wait, first, have you ever read it, Imran? No. Are you reading this off Wikipedia? Yes. Okay. <laughs> off <laughs> Amazon. Well, look, this ca- expert over here. Cable. Right, cool, cable. It's uh, oh, the Chris Farrell says it's a good series. Cable is another uh, character created by Rob Liefeld. He is uh, Cyclops' uh, son from the future. That's right. And uh, it's right. basically it's these two men uh, going through. Read what some, Chris Farrell just wrote. Oh, it's a comic version of the Odd Couple because. Oh, there we go. We yeah, get it now. Yeah, there you go. Cable, Cable's <laughs> so like is Deadpool a straight the guy with a mouth at this point. Uh, it's got well, I don't know, Chris Farrell. <laughs> it's funny because you is. haven't read this shit, Imran. I can tell you're just stalling. You're telling us history on Cable. Yeah, no, I haven't read it. Yeah. But, I didn't read it either. So yeah. it's like, that's why I was asking. This is why we have people in the chat telling us, yes, he's the Burke with the wow. Wait, wait, can, can I ask you something? Around? Yeah. How is this part of your recommendations if you never read it? Because I heard it was very good. Okay. All right. It comes highly, critically acclaimed, well, highly yeah, recommended. You know, you know if it's critically recommended and people have talked yeah, about like, it, you should mention is- it. But, but yeah. this is Imran's personal recommendation, and then he never read it. <laughs> it's regarded by the C. The Chris Farrell is backing me up. It's pretty well regarded by the fanboys. Himself I, included. I think Chris Farrell's read it. Well, good. That's why I yeah. put it in, because some people there be like, go. I've read that. I'm going to check it out. You know what? I'm yeah. going to check it out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Everybody should check it out. Everybody check it out. Uh, Fabian Nicheza, uh did a great work on part of that run, yeah, and he's one of the original writers. But look, I'm just trying to help you guys if you wanted to. If you've never read comic books, never read Deadpool, there are some places you could start. I will have links to all this crap in the show notes. All right. Jockender.com slash 84. Imran should make a, uh, a, a whole entire segment of stuff that he's never read that he recommends. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that really easily. Oh, it would be a great show. Yeah, hey. I <laughs> the Kill a Mockingbird. I hear it's great. Yeah, I mean, you, we we did have one episode. I think it was comic book artist. You should know volume two where Rimrod, Rimrod, Rimrod. Well, Rimrod. Imran read Rimrod. read like people's entire Wikipedia Wikipedia pages to us on the air. Hey, if you're into whaling, I hear there's this great <laughs> book called Moby Dick. I think it is. Oh. Uh, it's a, like a, a tutorial, a very uh, instructional whaling tips for the modern day. Wow. Oh shit! All right, read along, read along right with Imran. All right. Fuck you guys. We got one more segment. <laughs> All right. To wrap up this show, I'm going to throw it over to the jock for him to talk about something he does know about, unlike myself. 
Uh, <laughs> the UFC. This part is for the jocks. Somebody in the comments is saying, who's repping the jocks? We're going to rep the jocks right now. Anthony. That guy left. That yeah. guy was talking about Jordan having fun bags and stuff. No, oh, I was not paying attention to the comment. I'll have to scroll back Very and enjoy. Um, Look, oh, no, in my defense, look, Go real ahead. quick, Chris Farrell yeah. says, I was on a comic podcast at one time where I had to review a book I never read. God bless IGN reviews and Wikipedia. That's what I'm telling you. You got cliff notes. I'm going to read the shit. Now, back to this. We are talking it. Well, remember when we were on uh, HD1 Jump and we were talking about video games we've never played? Yeah. Yeah, Fake it until you make it, boys. Anyways, I want to get the scoop on this huge, uh, this big UFC fight coming up. What's going on this weekend? Sure. The, so UFC 196, it's uh, Conor McGregor versus Ooh. Nathan Diaz. And Ooh. they're fighting at 170 pounds, which Conor McGregor usually fights at 145. Oh, crap. Wow. So it's a, uh, it's a little bit of a weight jump. Also on the card is Holly Holm. You might remember that name because she destroyed Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And she's yes. defending her title against uh, Misha Tate. Ooh, I heard now, that's going to be good. If, now, what happens if she loses to Misha Tate? Does then Ronda we, Rousey still fight Holm? That's a good question. I think Ronda... Because we already would, know that Ronda beat Tate. Right. She's beat her twice. Oh, um, right. But I think Ronda will end up fighting... This is a huge risk. Business-wise, it's a huge risk for the UFC just because they want to make Holm Rousey because they think that fight's going to do millions of buys. I could um, screw up this big fight, couldn't it? They could screw up a big fight. So I think if Misha wins, they're going to end up doing Ronda versus Misha and then trying to like give Holly Holm like a, a tune-up fight so that uh, she can fight. Maybe they again. just pay off Tate to take the fall on this one. Will they do that? No, nah, they never would do that. They, <laughs> yeah. you, you think they wouldn't do uh, that? that? We know of. They can't. They literally... like. In Vegas, if you're a fight promoter and you get caught doing that with so much money on these fights, you could lose your promoter's license very easily. It's 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 too much. They don't do, they don't do they won't they wouldn't do that. They've okay. had they, there's been a lot of times where they've set up fights that they wanted to go a certain way and they haven't gone that way and they've lost money because of that. Damn. Uh, what but, about uh, the McGregor? McGregor's a huge, yeah. That's so he's fight. fighting for the title also, right? That's a title fight. No, he oh. so he was going up. He's one forty five champion. Oh, this is a different. He was gonna class. he was gonna fight the guy at one fifty five named Rafael dos Anjos for that title. So he was going for two belts. Oh, jeez. That Rafael dos Anjos thirteen days ago broke his foot, so he had to pull out of the main event, and they had to find someone late replacement. Nate Diaz is a big name within the UFC community. He talks a ton of shit. He called out Conor McGregor in his last fight. Look up Nate Diaz's post-fight speech after he lost his last fight on, on Fox TV. Damn. And he just expletive rant on Conor McGregor. And uh, they brought him in on 13 days notice to fight Conor McGregor. I thought that Conor was going to fight Uriah. They had talked about that, um, but Uriah is way too small. That, that's not a, a, a fight anyone really wants to see. No. Okay. The, the intrigue is Connor fighting up in weight. He's been talking about fighting at 155 title, 170 title. So he's uh, the money is in him fighting guys that are bigger than him now. So how, he went up that much. How much bigger like does he? Yeah. How much uh, does that now? How do you compensate in your fight style? Are you? Does that make you slower, or does that make you just hit it's harder? Good, it's all good questions. I mean, it, some would argue it'll make he'll be faster than the other guys faster. because he's a. He's oh. a younger. Well, he's fighting guys that are heavier, naturally heavier than ah. him. But then there's also the thought that he might be um, not as in good shape because he's fighting at a weight that he's not like he's not he, he doesn't to, have to work down, yeah. you know, to get down to this weight. So a lot of that's why it's a neat, intriguing fight. And if you look up and like Nick, the, the shit talk between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor has been amazing. 
he uh Nate Diaz is this kind of like gangster kind of guy. <laughs> awesome. he, uh, Conor McGregor goes to him, you make gun signs with your left hand and you make balloon animals with your right hand. <laughs> he's, like, you, you, he's like, you run, the, you act like you run the streets, but then you, walk, you do bike rides with the elderly. <laughs> like, he's just been like, well, I, just hope, I just hope both of these fights are longer than the last fight. Yeah, that we give saw us a little Conor something. Because yeah. they were both over in two seconds, both fights. Home was a little longer, but yeah, they were both uh, quick, quick fights. So, I th- I would think it would take more effort for McGregor to stay up at the weight because your body is naturally going to want to go back to where it was. Well, his body he walks around at the weight he's fighting at. So he weighed in today at one sixty eight. Oh. That's probably what he walks around at. So okay. he's actually pretty comfortable at yeah, weighing he, this way. Yeah, yeah, and he can go up remember, and down. Remember, we talked to Andrew Gilly. Yeah, cut yeah. The- 20 pounds, man. 20 pounds in 14 hours. It's unbelievable. Fucking maniac. So that, so that's for another, just another title for that class. No, no. They're not even Oh, fighting. it's not even a title. It's just, it's just a fun it's main just, event Okay, right okay. Yeah. Uh, but the girl fight but is not the main event? Conor McGregor can't, doesn't lose a title if he loses? No, because the way it works is you have to fight at that weight to lose your title. So since he's not fighting at 145. It's like an exhibition it's not match. For a one, yeah, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's. It is sort of an exhibition, except the the fight does count. It goes on, on the record, records, okay. But, but it's just okay. a fun fight. There's oh. nothing on the line. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's that's a little that's a little dicky. Uh, any predictions? What, where, which way is the bookies uh, putting this? Uh, well, the bookies have got Holm and McGregor favored, and I would lean towards both of those guys, okay. both, man and woman. I think Holly Holm is in for a really tough fight. Um, yeah, and it I takes think, no joke. No, and Connor, I think Diaz is coming in on 13 days' notice, kind of out of shape. He's wow, already yeah. been saying like, "Hey, uh, it's either kill or be killed." And usually, fighters that say that stuff are not all that confident that they get win the fight. killed. It's all talk. Yeah, coming Speaking in. Of, look, it's Andrew Guild right there. Yeah, he there just, he is. Uh, he's Andrew Guild. He's uh, checking us out on Blab. What's up, dude? Just in time uh, for us to wrap up the show and uh, open it up to the Blabs. Uh, Anthony, thanks, man. That's a. Uh, I'm really uh, interested to see how this pans out. We'll talk about it on the next show. See what happens. What the results are. All right. Uh, Got a couple of iTunes we're going to review, and then we're going to wrap it up and open it up uh, to Blab with you guys. We love our listeners, and we love your iTunes reviews. Keep them coming. I got two more new ones. Wow. Uh, th- this one by Alex Cespeda says, top-notch comedy and geekery. Five stars. This is a true hidden gem. Like, really, the quality of this podcast rivals any out there. The jokes are fast and furious, and Imran's voice is so quirky that even when there's no <laughs> joke there, it keeps you entertained. Love the, right. love the Deadpool comments and review. And that's another one that I did not write. That's just the listener, people. Oh, shit. I don't understand. I don't know why these listeners yeah. keep lying to our audience. Why? We're not that cool. Why? What's wrong with my voice? I love my voice. I'm glad <laughs> you're enjoying. Look, I'm glad yeah, you're enjoying my voice. <laughs> I'll, I'll read the other one. Okay. This one's from Dynamite Kid. Looks like eleven thousand. He goes, "Great guys and amazing podcast. Five star review. Anthony Imran and Rug Boy navigate the world of pop culture in a fun and engaging way!" Exclamation point. They're extremely entertaining and their reviews are spot on. Subscribe. Thank so. you so much, Dynamite Kid Dynamite. and Alex. Cespin. This is all. 
This is all since I've been doing the call to action at the end of the show. I think it's working. All this shit happening. You're calling the you're calling the listeners out, and people are filling out reviews. Listener, if you want to drop us an awesome review like that, we would love it. We'll read it on the air. Just go to jockandnerd.com/slash/review. It goes right to the iTunes page, and you just click the reviews, write a review. It's really easy and really fun. Uh, I just want to thank some of our networks that we are on. Thank you to the Weeby Geeks, a place to hang your cape. Podcast.ph and Tangent Bound Network. The show can be found on all of those websites. And uh, we thank you for carrying us. All those links are in the show notes. Uh, yes, uh, com. If, uh, if you've listened to our last episode with Andrew Gildy, you'll know that he wrote in. Well, how the fuck did he write in? Well, he went to probably jockandnerd.com slash contact, where there's like 78,000 ways where Enron is set up for you to contact us. Pick one. And we'll probably interact with you because we're nice guys. Yes. And finally, look, you know what we do. Rugs, what do we tell people? Tell a friend. I want you to do your bit. But before you do that, I'm just going to make a mention that wherever you are listening to the show right now, whether it's on the website, whether it's in your podcast app, whether it's in iTunes, all of these places have a really simple way to just click and share the episode on your social networks. There's a Twitter button. You could share it to Facebook. Uh, listener, right now, I want you to go in there and click share this episode wherever you're watching. We would really appreciate it. And now Ruggs is going to call you out. Ruggs, hold on. Let me do this. Here's the rundown. All right. Before I do my spiel, you can contact me on the Twitters at ReallyRugBoy. You're going to see my name is Rugboy Lives because you know what? Here I am, bitches. All right. <laughs> Look, kids, you got to get involved. You got to you got to start making the community happen. You can't just be idle and sit there with your thumb up your ass. Get involved. You know, post about it on your Facebook. Post about it on your Twitter. Retweet, like. You know, now you're on Facebook, you can do all kinds of shit. You can now what is it called? You can react or whatever. You could fucking have a smiley face on that. Oh shit. yeah, there's hearts and smiley faces and yeah. uh, sad faces. Don't use the sad. It's all it's all next level Look, shit. We built this shit for you. That's and right. now you got to make it happen. You got to get it out into the world because if you like it, why are you keeping it a secret? You should tell everyone you know about it. Tell your mom about it. Tell your mother's friends. Tell a little kid who's just sitting there scratching his ass, looking at TV. Say, look, go to the Jock and Nerd podcast. It's probably not for you, but fuck you. <laughs> give, it, give your mom one of these. Just go, hey, ma, Jock and Nerd. And then go back to whatever you're doing. No, seriously. You know some fucking nerds. <laughs> yes. All right? Run you're up. on Xbox Live. You're talking. You're, you're doing a raid or something. You're doing some fucking some first-person shooter shit. Go, yo, this is the Jock and Nerd. There you go. You got to tell people. Good advice. Spread the geekery. You can spread it that way, uh, and you can spread it by subscribing to the show. Tons of ways. Guys, thanks for hanging out. We love every second you hang out with us. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We're going to open it up to the blab. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we'll hear you next time. <laughs> Right on. Uh, this is the Jock and Nerd After Show now. Uh, Listermate's helping us out by spreading our uh, name in the web series community. Uh, can't thank it enough, Listermate. Hi, Jordan. 
Thanks for working. The window looked great. I love all those graphics. Lots of fun. You did a good yeah. job. Yeah. Thanks to the, the it'll be, it'll, when I figure everything out, it'll be even better. Oh man, it look it looks dope. It looks super fly. It looks you know, good. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's much you need to figure out. Looks like you yeah. figure that shit out real quick. Yeah, Jordan does not fuck around. Dude, she's oh. our felicity. <laughs> That's awesome. And feel free to just try whatever, whenever. It don't matter. Yeah. Um next I I I talked to Imran about this, but next time we'll try and see if we can get videos to play. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe, what did you say? You were, you were going to give me some graphic stuff. Oh well, yeah. No, I mean, I'll give you some more images and stuff. It's going to be a multimedia event, people. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. So the more I mess around with it, the better it will be. Yeah. And then we just, we learn by doing, man, this whole show is an experiment. So, uh, yeah, feel free to run whatever and have fun with it. And, uh, we love all you guys for hanging out. Let me ask you something, Imran. Yeah. Any of those Deadpool books did you read? Oh, yeah. I've read okay. uh, the Deadpool Volume 1 with Brian Posehn. I have, like, the whole run of that almost. And yeah. uh, the Deadpool Spider-Man I've read. Okay. I've probably read everything, and I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> See? So it's all relative. Whether one remembers or not, there's always the cliff notes. <laughs> I just love – I love that. I could tell, like, right – like, after a while, the way you were talking, I was like, He's fucking reading this shit. That, you know what? Right now. And Ruggs called me out on the one that I really knew the least about. That's all. Because he glossed over it. And I was like, wait <laughs> a minute. That sounds like the most relevant one because the movie's about it. I was like, Devil Devil and cable. then like, he, when he asked you, you started going into the history of like, cable. And then we didn't know. Like, oh, he's, you know, he's Scott Summer's grandson. We're like, oh, that's not what he asked you. It's uh, I like how he described it, though, like uh, the odd couple. Odd couple. Where yeah. Deadpool's probably like the wacky co- and and uh, Cable's the straight guy who can't fucking handle his craziness. There's the Chris Farrell. Talking nerd! what's up chris farrell what's up like we are like guys we're like mirror podcasters we got the the, i love this that's what i do man i I have an unhealthy hobby look at at that audio bro dude this guy is legit he's friends with stargate pioneer they got a whole network and geek podcast and i love better podcasting show and uh you guys i love what you guys are doing over there that's a fun show they've had me guest on there a couple times and i think they're doing a live show in a week or two they're going to do a call-in show on Blab, Whoa, so that yeah, should be fun. Yeah, Chris, where are you from? I live in West Virginia. Mm, I can a hear a little Virginians. bit of that country twang. In <laughs> a lot of Westerns. Well, I'm a military brat, so I lived all over, so I've got a mix of different accents. Okay. You got a lot of Are cool you from West Virginia, though? My family's all from West Virginia, and that's just where I ended up staying. Okay. After school and stuff like that, because I went to school at West Virginia University. So you hated Pitt? Pretty much. Yeah. Despise them with a passion to this day. Yeah. What's the, it's the country boys versus the city boys, right? Yeah. Oh, More is that what it is? Yeah. Pitt and, Pitt and West Virginia had a huge rivalry. Not so much anymore because they switched conferences. They're not in the same conference anymore. But Yeah, we're in the Big 12. They're in the ACC. So the backyard yeah. brawl went away, which was pretty yeah. much the game when we played our most hated rivals and it got ugly. I'm educating you on some sports there, Imran. That's some more jock nice. stuff. Look, we got more jock Look, stuff. I got- Something. I gotta make a pee pee. I'll All be right, right back. Oh, you, do the, uh, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, Chris, man, thanks for hanging out. Why don't you uh, turn uh, some of the viewers onto your shows? Oh, so I do a few different shows. They're all pretty much over on the Gunna Geek Network. I do uh, the Gunna Geek podcast with Stargate Pioneer and Stephen John Drew, who are both the hosts of uh, Better Podcasting, and our buddy JS. I do an Arrow podcast that we do every Thursday night on Blab at 9 Eastern, which is the Starling Tribune, which is basically we recapped last week's Arrow and 
give our conspiracy theories and rant and rave. What do you think about Arrow this so far? This I season? like it better than last season. Uh, Are you in the camp me- that last season was awful? Last season wasn't awful, but it was a step down, and that's because I think they're dedicating too much time to Flash. Yeah, that's I, and that, that's what worried me about this season is they've got Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Arrow going, and that's what had me worried. And they seem to have brought fl- not Flash, brought Arrow back, but not quite to season two levels of back. Mm, yeah, I agree. It's it's it still hasn't hit that season two. Season two had lightning in a bottle, and they found the best bad guy for the show. Nobody's been quite as good as Slade Wilson now. Damien Dark is almost that good this season. He almost is, but he's not. You guys look like fags, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, sir. Uh, right back at you. All right. Uh, anyways, well, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love getting blabjacked. It's so funny. It's the drive by Starling Tribune on Thursday night. And she started calling us like Satanists and heathens or <laughs> something awesome. like that. And started like reading scripture or some shit like that. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's fantastic. The best is like if you listen to these old dudes, the be- like uh, Todd Cochran's new media show, yeah. they get, they get trolled at the end of the show. And it's so funny, and they're like, "Oops, we don't need that." Uh, hey, it's gonna happen. You put yourself out there. What are you gonna do? What's up, Jeeves? Uh, I. What do you think's gonna happen moving forward with Arrow? Damian Dark's not out of the picture. I mean, it appears oh, he's that gonna he get is. powers back somehow. Like another totem. He has another totem stash somewhere. Some kind of totem or something from the island is going to come into play. Whatever. Aaron Ryder finds in the island is going to come into play uh, in Star I, City at some point, I think. And that might be what empowers Damien. Geez, I hope they tie that together because uh, what's going on in the flashbacks? Uh, something's uh, happening, but the flashbacks are just not as good this year. Yeah. The flashbacks haven't been as good since season two again, because yeah. it was easier to tie the season two flashbacks into what was going on now. And now it's just yes. like, okay, this might do something. I don't know what though. I miss that. Yeah, I miss them. Tying- season one flashbacks teased uh, what Slade. So then that built in, like, it was a perfect combination of things. Yeah. They built into season two. And yeah, they haven't been able to have a villain that has that much of a personal connection to Ollie since. I miss the flashbacks kind of reflecting the theme of the episode, like per episode. It was yeah. really well put together. And now it's like, I don't even remember what's going on in the last flashback. The best thing the flashbacks have done this season was bring in John Constantine. Yeah, that was awesome. We need more that Constantine. That's freaking sweet. I hope Where's up. John Constantine? Oh, he's in hell. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's having a bad time? And he's like, no, he's literally in hell. He's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what he's doing down there. I want to see him on Legends. Who do you think's in the grave then, sir? And who put him there? Oh, man, I can't. I keep going back and forth. And right now I'm still going to say that I think it's Captain Lance. Okay. Uh, Could be. Uh, yeah. That's I was, I've, been going, I've been on the diggle. I don't think they can do it with... Okay, so here's one theory someone brought up on Starting Tribune is it can't be Diggle, and I'm not sure I believe with this one. Did you see Legends Tomorrow last week? Green yes. Era of 2046? Yes. yes. John Diggle Jr. Connor Hawk. Yeah. Connor Hawk is John Diggle Jr. So right? he's still oh, yeah. alive. Theoretically, that would mean Diggle couldn't die, but technically that timeline doesn't exist anymore, and then right. my yeah. head explodes. Yeah. Because time travel laws <laughs> use the shit out of me. Because once they go back, none of that shit ever happens. Like it yeah. does, does the, those people aren't gonna exist. Now I may have done a little bit of a dick thing to myself and may have spoiled uh who's actually in the grave via those set photos. Did you guys see the set photos? I heard they are out. I didn't look at them. I didn't wow, mean to look it? at them, I clicked on it by accident. All right, All right and, I, go ahead, Rug Boy, what were you gonna say? Do you want him to say it or not? I don't know. Mm, I'd rather not. I'm hear not it. gonna. I'm not gonna do it. It's out there. If you want to go see yeah. it, look. It's out there. 
At least we we know it's out there, so we can. They do spoiled it. who's I, in the fucking grave, but I don't, I don't know. Who, give, I don't give a shit, but like, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me at all. Brugs, <laughs> I'll tell you offline secretly. Okay, but I'm not sure who put him there. Uh, I think it's Merlin. I think we need to resolve this fucking Malcolm Merlin thing. I think Malcolm Merlin's gonna die finally, I and think it might he, stick. I think you think it's so. Yeah, it needs to. He that, needs that to. guy's been that guy's been around for too long, in my opinion. Yeah, the thing is, I love John Barrowman, so yes. I don't want to see him go because I love John Barrowman. Yeah, I like. I agree. I like John Barrowman, but his character really has, should have been dead a long time ago. Well, I mean, they've pretty much set him up. He's beyond redemption at this right. point. Thea right. now knows he's the one that betrayed him and gave up William's identity. So Thea's going to cut all ties, presumably, and Oliver cut his hand off. He Skywalkered him. So yeah, that's awesome. She, bad yeah i mean like we said the only thing left for him to do is just tell everyone that fucking uh oliver is the green arrow like that's the last card he's got left what else can I mean, he do it's, it's the worst kept secret identity in yeah, the flareoverse exa- anyways exactly <laughs> the flareoverse i like flareoverse. that I like you, that's so what do you think of legends of tomorrow in t- uh compared to it is a popcorn tv show mm-hmm. and i love it it's like going to a it's like going to a michael bay movie <laughs> in the context of it's going to be flashy lots of explosions you're just going to have fun i think this has a little better storytelling than a lot of michael bay movies but it's the best analogy you can literally just sit back be entertained for an hour and be like that was awesome it's not world defining or anything mm-hmm. but it's just fun i think there's something missing and there's a lot to be desired for me but I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, I'm just I'm starting to love the cast more and more every week. Like, uh, you know, Sarah Lance fighting was so badass uh, this last episode. It was just yes. it was just great, and her fighting fucking Mick was so cool. Uh, and then Brandon Routh is awesome as uh, Ray Palmer. Still. He's just goofy and silly, and yep. he's got great lines. Uh, and he's trying to be he was trying to be captain and. He just—he's not good at negotiating, really. Right he's away, he's more Picard than a Kirk. That's that's what he said. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this: uh, Anthony disagreed. I feel it's like a nerd party foul to mix Star Trek and Star Wars references. That's just a no-no. You don't do that. It can happen. I mean, I've heard worse <laughs> yeah, things. <see? laughs> Mixing like Lord of the Rings with Star Trek and Star Wars because okay, it's completely that, different tone. Yeah. Okay. That would have been that would have been worse. <laughs> but I was like, man, you are all over the place. Stick to a fucking I've show. Like every- Everyone confuses start. Like everyone, like cross. I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Like, if you're a real nerd, you know the difference, and you don't right. ever mix the two. Yeah. But, but he wasn't shit. mixing the two. He was like, I mean, like he threw in a Han Solo reference because it was next in the line of like things he could say. It was, it was very. It rhymed with well, he Sulu. Threw Han, he threw in a Han Solo reference because Episode Seven just came out a while ago, so it's a good way to tie in. <laughs> oh, that's true. Get those. Uh, but I'm cynical. Yeah, get those Star Wars <laughs> viewers. Uh, what are you really enjoying right now uh, that you like? You think it's just like hitting on all cylinders? Oh, man. So I've actually started getting caught up on Supergirl. I'm like three episodes behind on that. Well, okay. What do you think of that? At first, I wasn't sure I was going to like it. And the first I watched the first couple episodes and I dropped off and I hadn't watched anything until about two weeks ago. So that's when I started catching up. And it's one of those ones I don't have to watch it immediately, but it's a fun watch for me. It's yeah. it's not must see for me like Flash and Arrow are like yeah. within a day or two of them coming out. Yeah. But Supergirl is well worth watching, and the fact they're doing that crossover that is actually what sucked me back in when they okay. said Grant Gustin was going to be appearing on Supergirl. I was like, oh shit, I better yeah. get caught up. Yeah, we have to review that episode and run. Yeah, I know I've, we don't review Supergirl anymore, but that one we probably should. I've been watching it. I've been watching it, and. Uh, I'll jump in to watch that episode specifically yeah. just to review. I mean, I still don't think that Supergirl's a good character at all. Like they make her into this kind of not a good character. I just don't like it. 
She doesn't seem to know what she's doing. She's incompetent she a little bit. She seems to be very incompetent. She seems to be very like, you know, it just doesn't make any sense what she's doing. They try to make it make sense. They're like that. She needs to work at this newspaper to feel like a human being, but I don't buy it. Like, it's like, that's like such a, I don't get it. Like Clark Kent, it makes sense. Cause he grew up as a kid in on earth. He wants to be human. He doesn't even know that what Superman is. He, he has to figure it out. Like that. That's what he is. You know, like he grew up as Clark Kent as a normal kid with powers. And you know, this is like, she knows a whole other world. She knows mm-hmm. a whole other way of life. And for her to just kind of want to be a reporter, it doesn't make any sense. And she's not even a reporter. She's someone to get someone's no, coffee. She's just an assistant. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> like, who would want that pretense? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't, you know, I don't get it. I mean, it is, yeah. Let's go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, they made a point of her being in Clark's shadow through everything I've watched right now. And that's part of being in the shadow. She works the new, at the news organization, but she's not quite one of the news people yet. She's more the assistant. They're, they're really stressing real hard this season the growth and the development of her becoming a hero. And I think that's part of why they keep showing all the screw ups and yeah, it's still the journey and all that. So it, they're doing their whole journey to her becoming legit. And I don't know how long they're expecting that journey to take, but they got to be careful if they make it too much of it. We're taking forever to build up this character. People are going to start dropping off, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, like Clark Kent and Superman, you know, that he is beyond us in every single way. His intellect is, is beyond us. He's, you know, he's pretty much, you know, beats a human being any any way sideways. OK, so Supergirl has got even more of an advantage because she knows about alien technology. She knows about all these things like that. Imagine like you grew up knowing like the Internet and you went back in time. You'd be like a, a god, you know, and so she's like in this primitive world to her. It doesn't make sense that she would act like this. You know, it just doesn't. That she would put up with all this when yeah, she knows the power she and has. And that would have been a great opportunity to, to divert those two characters and make them distinctly different instead of making exactly her basically Superman light. Vagina man. That's Vagina. what they're, I mean, that's what they're, they're, ba- <laughs> they're, ba- they're baking out that, that familiarity. Uh, we got to see the Fortress of Solitude in the, in the last couple episodes. Like, they're doing a lot of pulse in the comic book. It's that kind looked of, terrible, by the way. <laughs> It was. Did it look better than the Smallville version of the Fortress of Solitude? Oh, I don't now. remember that one. I mean, but this he Jim James brings him there. He's like, yes, this is uh, Superman's place. Come how, check how it out. How did he get there? Did I he, don't like, know. How point did her where to go? Be like, fly that way. How the hell did he know? Just go north. I'll tell you when we're there. Well, how do you know? Uh, and there's like a big heavy key buried in in, in front. And that was retarded <laughs> because they're like. It think weighs. She's like it weighs a billion tons. I'm like it wouldn't. It would crack the ice. That's yeah, on. It, it, that's true. There was. A, he's like it weighs. It's like it weighs like a cosmic star, a ton of ton cosmic, a million cosmic stars. The Earth would be knocked off his axis. And then when she true. picked it up, it just looked fucking stupid. It was goofy. She's just like okay, and she picks it up. Like if she, she were to drop that key, like the Earth would stop spinning. Yeah, it would crack <laughs> the planet. Knock in the half. Earth off its axis. Yeah. Would spin out of nowhere. <laughs> Would hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop out. I haven't eaten dinner. No, but poor uh, Anthony. Okay, go eat something. Go nice on. meeting you, Tony. Chris, nice meeting you as well. Pleasure. Chris, we should we should have you on a show sometime or yeah, on as a guest. You seem to know what you're talking about. Um, Unlike some people. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for everything and uh thanks to all the listeners for listening. Good night, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Uh, he totally yeah. didn't even say goodbye to me. No, he's well, you forgot, Rob Boy. <laughs> and Chris, I gotta thank you for the. Uh, oh, he's coming, coming back out to say he's goodbye co- to me. Boy, yeah, that's right, buddy.
I, see, I thought you ignored me. <laughs> he should have came back out of him and like, go fuck yourself, and then left again. Yeah, he should have blabjacked us. That would have been funny. He's going to... There might be him, Ron. What? Good night, Ron. Fuck off, Ron. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, don't oh, shit. That's what I'm talking yeah. about.